Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more about the programs and the services that I offer at thecmethod.com. Now, last week on the podcast, I mentioned some important changes that are happening with this show. So make sure that you go back and listen uh, if you haven't yet. So that was last week's episode number 252. Okay, so the world's getting pretty crazy right about now, isn't it? Um, You know, with this whole, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, this whole coronavirus pandemic has really gone nuts. Uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, you know, we're hearing stories from all around the world. Here in Melbourne, we had the the great, you know, toilet paper debacle. Where we can't get toilet paper anywhere. Same with tissues, paper towels. <laughs> it's been pretty mental. Whole supermarkets have been completely wiped clean. You can't get groceries in many places. People have been punching on in the supermarket, fighting over the last bottle of hand sanitizer, that sort of thing. I also know that many of you listening, are, you're probably in home, locked at, home lockdown right now, or maybe your office is closed and you're working from home. Maybe your kids have been pulled out of school. So there's a lot going on. There's, a, there's been a lot going on for everyone right now. So I hope that you are doing okay and, and staying safe. Now, If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I love to look for the lessons in every difficulty. Winston Churchill once said, never waste a good crisis, which I really love. I think difficult times call for us to come up with new solutions, to think differently. And even if it all seems to be turning to crap, you know, there are still things that we can take from it. So throughout this madness of the last couple of weeks, I've found it really interesting to observe people's behavior in this very fear-based situation. And I thought I would share some of these observations with you, as well as some other lessons that we can learn um, from the situation, particularly about leadership. So my goal for you for this episode is for you to walk away thinking differently about this situation. Maybe instead of feeling like it's all, you know, we're all doomed and it's, this is a disaster to maybe take some take some learnings away and to also take them into other parts of your life um, when, of course, we go back to, quote-unquote, normal, normal life. So I've got five lessons for you, five things to share with you, five big ideas maybe we could call them. The first is something we can learn, what we can learn to do here is to observe our thoughts and emotions without reacting. So there is a model that I use in all of my coaching, which is super effective and it works every single time. And I want you to picture a list of words going down from top to bottom. So a vertical list of words. It starts with circumstance and then thought, emotion, action, result. So circumstance. So what happens is there is a circumstance, which then creates a thought, right, in our mind, which then creates an emotion which then creates an action that we do, and then that creates a result. So I use this model whenever I'm coaching someone. For example, um, you know, a client will come to me and say, I always ramble when I'm public speaking. So the rambling is the action, right? It's the action part of it. 
And what we'll do is we'll, I'll coach them on, well, what is the thought that you're having that's then creating an emotion, which, then is, which is then creating that action? So what we often find is that if the action is rambling, that's a result of, of um, anxiety, right? So the emotion the person's feeling is, I'm feeling anxious, which is making me ramble. But then there's a thought that's causing that anxiety. And the thought could be, my audience thinks that I'm not good enough, or I don't deserve to be here or they're not going to find me interesting or funny. And then coming before that, the circumstance is being, you know, being on stage, having people look at you. So this is a model that I use to coach my clients with. And it's been really interesting to observe, for example, people rushing out to buy toilet paper when the, there's actually no rational reason as to why you need to buy toilet paper. But it's just come about because of all the media hype and social media. So here's, I'm going to paint this picture for you. So using that model of circumstance, thought, emotion, action, result, the circumstance is, let's say, someone reads the newspaper. They read the newspaper. They read this massively hyped up, um, hyperbolic report around how we all have to buy groceries for two weeks, et cetera, et cetera. A thought that's created from that could be, I'm going to miss out. This is out of my control. Or even maybe I'm going to die. So then this thought creates the fear and it creates anxiety and it creates desperation, right? Those emotions, which then leads to someone lining up at five in the morning at the supermarket, running in and punching someone to make sure they get the last roll of toilet paper. And of course, the result is that they get banned from that supermarket for life. (laughs) And then the rest of the Everyone else descends into madness. Now that came about, that action of punching someone for toilet paper, which is ridiculous if you think about it, that came as a result of not being able to observe what your thoughts and your emotions are. People who behave in that way are purely reacting to something without without being able to observe. And this is exactly the same with um, someone who allows their anxiety and their fear to overcome them when they're in a stressful meeting or they're in a public speaking situation. I've had clients who've described their anxiety to me as this overwhelming, like this big black monster that completely consumes them and overwhelms them. And this is an example of how someone allows their thoughts and their emotions to, they react to them. They allow it to take over instead of simply taking a step back and going, oh, I'm observing that I'm thinking that all my thoughts are that they're going to judge me. I'm observing some anxiety coming up. So there is a difference. So for you, I want you to think, I want you to do your best to see if you can observe. Observe other people's behavior. Observe how they are reacting. What actions are they taking that seem completely ridiculous and know that it's a result of them not being able to properly observe their thoughts and their emotions. They're not able to take a step back. They're they're simply reacting to it. And I want you to observe your own thoughts and emotions and see see if, you know, are you reacting or are you able to observe instead, take a step back? So this is a, a skill that is really, really powerful. If you can learn to do this, especially in a, um, a high-pressure, high-fear-based situation that we're in right now, then you can learn to do this anywhere. So that's something that you can absolutely, I absolutely encourage you to 
to start working on. Okay, number two, the second thing we can learn from the coronavirus situation is how to be resilient and adapt to change. You know, I'm president of my Toastmasters club and we meet um, twice a month. This is a club where we get together and practice our public speaking in a supportive environment. And one of the questions that came up at our last Toastmasters meeting was um, change of plans. It was how, what, what plans have you had to change as a result of recent events? And something that we had to change as a Toastmasters group was we had to change the way we ran our meeting because the bank where we normally meet at, so we, we meet at um, ANZ, the ANZ building in Melbourne, and ANZ had banned all visitors. They'd banned all staff from having meetings of over 20 people. And I was getting frantic emails from people saying, what are we going to do? Are we going to cancel? What should we do? And I said, you know what? Let's not cancel. Let's run a webinar instead. So we decided on the day to run a uh, video call instead. And we had all our members come along and we ran the meeting as per normal. And it was actually a really great opportunity for people to practice speaking to a camera, you know, and and being able to speak in that different type of situation. And I was so grateful to everyone who were able to adapt to that change. So I think, you know, in difficult times like these, I know a lot of people are now looking at different ways of doing events or having meetings and doing it via video instead. I want to give a shout out to uh, Helen from Spill the Beans. She's the founder of Spill the Beans, which is an amazing event or series of events that she's putting on. It's like TED Talks for kids by kids. And she's got an amazing lineup of young people who will be uh, talking, you know, sharing their journeys and sharing their ideas and some of the changes they're making in the world. And she was going to be running these as live events um, happening later in the year. And I spoke to her the other day and she said, you know what? People are asking for refunds. We're not going to be able to put on the live events, but I figured we could just do this via, we could do it as a video conference instead. And the way that she, she saw it, she was like, you know, kids are going to be out of school anyway. They're going to be at home and their parents are going to want, want them to watch something that's a bit more educational than, you know, Netflix or Star Wars or whatever. So, you know, she was, you know, seeing the, you know, seeing the positive in, in doing it a different way. So, you know, if you're finding yourself thinking, oh, this is a disaster, I can't do all the things I want to do, if you, if you instead use this as a way to develop your resilience and learn how to embrace the change that's happening and embrace doing things in a new way, it will work to strengthen that resilience muscle. All right, lesson number three. Oh, this is to to be grateful for all the things we take for granted. You know, I was um, meditating the other morning and I started to just think about all of the amazing experiences I've had in my life, such as, you know, all the great people I've got to meet, all the places I've been able to travel throwing a festival for our wedding last year, I started to reflect on all these things and I started I started to cry. And I mean like proper ball. I was bawling, but it wasn't sadness. It was it was out of just pure gratitude for how blessed 
my life has been in, in, in that, that I've been able to do all of these amazing things that we tend to just take for granted. I mean, going to a music event, going to watch a football game, being able to buy food whenever I want from the supermarket, being able to travel, being able to give people hugs, right? All these simple things that we just take for granted and we just do them. And then or even like hanging out with friends, like all these things, we just take it for granted and we just do them every day and we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And now it's all been taken away from us. And, you know, it'd be very easy to be like, oh, so this sucks. I can't do these. I can't do that. But I encourage you to think about all of the things that you are grateful for that you you have been able to do. You know, like they say, you don't appreciate something until it's gone. You know, you, you don't you don't appreciate what you have or what you've had until it's taken away from you. So I think if anything, this is this is absolutely for me, it's cultivating so many strong feelings of of gratitude. So something that you can do right now, or after listening to this podcast, is to start a gratitude journal and write down what are the things, what are all the things you're grateful for in life? And they can be really simple. I know I have friends right now who are not even visiting their parents because they're afraid of potentially, you know, passing on coronavirus to, to their older, more susceptible parents. So they're not even seeing them. And, you know, and that's, that's a big deal. And often, you know, if you're close to your family, seeing, seeing family, seeing friends, it's often something we take for granted. So I think, you know, if you don't already practice gratitude, grab a notebook, write down all the things you're grateful for. And this, and it's, it's a beautiful energy to be in as well when you're in that energy of gratitude. Okay, number four, the fourth lesson we can learn from this mad coronavirus situation um, is to understand the concept of impermanence. Now, I did mention this in the episode, well, the episodes I did about my Vipassana, the 10-day silent meditation course um, that I did. Um, impermanence is one of the key lessons that I learned there in that if you can learn, like in any bad situation that you're in, or even in every, every good situation that you're in, if you learn to understand that this will not last forever, it helps to remove that misery. So, I mean, we can look at this from the whole perspective of this situation going, you know what, well, maybe I am in home lockdown at the moment, but it's not forever. This is only temporary. And same with the stock market. I know there's a lot of people freaking out about their shares and bonds and everything that's that's absolutely crashing now in the stock market. But hey, the stock market has seen worst worst blows before and it has recovered as well. It's it's had blows, it's it's um, bounced back numerous times. So this is only temporary as well. So if any of you are freaking out about oh my god, what do I do with all of my with all my my stocks and my shares, just leave it in there. <laughs> of course I'm no financial expert, but don't freak out. Just know that it is impermanent. Um, I had an experience like this earlier in the year when 
Aaron and I, we bought a new place and we moved in in January and that was super chaotic. And I did a podcast about um, being kind to yourself because that was something I was going through at the time. You know, I was in this place of real chaos, couldn't find my socks, couldn't cook in the kitchen, didn't have a couch, didn't have, you know, a bunch of important furniture that makes it a, a house a home. And I had absolutely zero motivation to do work, to do my business, to, to, to grow and to be creative. And I was judging myself very harshly for feeling that way. I was like, why are you being like this? Why are you not, you know, why are you not being productive, Christina? Why don't you want to do this? It's so unlike you. And that was, and I was really struggling at the start of the year. Um, and I had to remind myself, and even though, even though I knew intellectually, this is impermanent, this is impermanent, it was still very difficult for me to fully accept that and to lean into that. Um, but having then come out of it, I'm feeling much better now, much more enthusiastic and, you know, ready to, ready, you know, getting back into business. I look back and I go, oh, wow, that was a weird period of time. But, you know, I got through it and here I am. So it really was impermanent. So this is something that we can also take into any area of our life. If you're going through a difficult time, you know, if you're struggling with something, just know that keep reminding yourself this is impermanent. It'll stop you from developing an aversion to the situation or craving for it to get better. You just accept what is, accept where you're at and go, you know, this too shall pass. And even if you're having, even in, even in like a good time, right, if you're having a really, if you're in a high point of your career or, or your business or, you know, you're away on holiday and you're having an amazing time, that's impermanent too. And accepting that will then stop you from going uh, or from getting upset when it finally ends. Okay, final lesson number five is to step up as a leader. Now, what do I mean by this? So I have a, I have a client who he's the, he manages quite a large team. He's a production manager at a manufacturing company. And I was talking to him the other day and he was saying, oh man, it's just crazy. People aren't coming to work. Everyone's afraid. People are worried about what we're implementing. And he was super stressed. And something that we talked about was how great an opportunity this is for him to really lean into to his leadership capabilities and to use this as an opportunity and a challenge to step up. And suggesting this to him, he immediately went from looking, you know, a bit defeated and, you know, not, you know, and stressed and not sure what to do. And he's, and he went from that, from that being that to going, oh, yes, I'm going to do this. This is going to be a great challenge. You know, and what we discussed was that if he can, if he's able as a leader to help his team to feel safe and supported and to show them that he is taking action, that he, he does have their best interests at heart, you know, if he's able to do that in a high pressure, high stressful, high fear-based situations such as this one, I said to him, you can do this anywhere. 
you were like, like, it's like if you can do this in the most difficult of situations, then this, anything else is going to be easy. So I, I said to him, that's my challenge to you. And he said, absolutely, I'm going to take that on. And plus, we also talked about what a great, what, what a great story he'll get out of this. <laughs> At the very least, I think about this too. Anytime I go through something really difficult, I think, well, I'm going to learn something from this and I'm going to get a great podcast out of it. At least I'll get some content from it at the very, very least. So, you know, my client, he loves telling stories and sharing his own journey and his struggles and what he's done to become a better leader. And he loves sharing that with his team to help inspire them. So we talked about, you know, one day he'll be able to use this story of what the team did, you know, what they all did to come together during this coronavirus pandemic, um, you know, to get through it. So I think if you if you are leading a team or even if you're not leading a team, this is a great opportunity for you to take some initiative and show people that you can be resilient, that you can come up with new ideas. So those are the five lessons I wanted to share with you today. To quickly recap, number one, to observe your thoughts and emotions without reacting, without reacting. Number two, to be resilient and adapt to change. Number three, to be grateful for all the things we take for granted. Number four, to understand the concept of impermanence. And number five, to step up as a leader, whatever your position. So I do hope that you are staying safe and well. Hey, maybe you've got more time now to listen to podcasts and work on your professional development. You know, if that's the case and you do want to get started, If you haven't yet, I suggest signing up for my free 10-day small talk made simple class. It will give you something to do over the next 10 days. If you're stuck at home, go to thecmethod.com to to sign up. Link is also in the description of this podcast in your app. And if you did enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend or a colleague or family member who you also think would find it valuable. Thanks for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>